0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Crypto Catch Up. I'm back. Tommy, back on, mate. We got you back. We missed you. you missed me last week. Well, so Ted, he did a good job. He did he? Did he? Did. It's good on camera these days, Ted. He did. Yeah, that lens. Refreshed
1: like, since he went on that holiday.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. The Philippines really, just really. Mwah. Yeah, just so how that tan just pops. Seal him off. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to you, Ted. Mate, a lot happening. There's a lot happening. Where do we start? A bit of ah, oh, i do not. Got to talk about the meme coin craze. We do. We do. Are people sick of hearing it already? That's the question, I guess. It's like Is it the point where everyone's sick of hearing about it until it starts to move again? And yeah, like, I can't exactly right. can't get a hold of it fast enough. You yeah. See? Well, I was telling you earlier that I tweeted on Saturday
1: that Pepe was feeling A bit toppy. Blow off toppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always talk about blow off top. You were very disappointed when we didn't get no. blow off top for the last bull market. Yep. Left uh, with blue bags. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, I mean it's just it's on everyone's lips at the moment. We absolutely have to have to chat about it. What's yeah. happened? I guess some of the knock-on effects of you know Ethereum mm. gas fees because mm. the token itself is based on Ethereum, and I guess a few things like that. How the market's reacting? What other assets potentially have sold off and kind of liquidated in just to get on this hype cycle? Like mm. I was talking earlier about you know assets in the top twenty. A lot of those are, are kind of well down yeah. over the last you know couple of weeks. So potentially people kind of selling out of those assets to get in on this trend. So the trend is always your friend and we never go against it or recommend going against it. Some people will decide to opt in or I guess or opt out of these trends when they come about. But I guess this has been probably the loudest and the largest trend we've seen in market for, you know, since Doge kicking off probably a couple of years ago, realistically. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was that thing that everyone thought pepe everyone knows what pepe is like anyone that's got a workplace where they're online they're in yeah. on slack there's pepe yeah. memes everywhere i thought legit i thought there was
1: already a pepe token until it actually came out a few when there was it, three weeks ago it came out why did we not think of that ah oh, mate we I messed think... up we messed up big time i couldn't sleep on the weekend
0: for this exact thing <laughs> you were just like why did we not just a mess yeah you could
1: have just canceled a podcast one uh, and then <laughs> create a pepe coin
0: yeah anyway that could have been our thing anyway <laughs> but we'll dive into that a bit further because there is a bit to speak there especially with the eth gas fees yeah um sure. but mate what are you thinking about the market specifically
1: i mean yeah i guess just on the back of the meme coin kind of craze yeah we've seen the market kind of made a decision i think a lot of people were were along yeah and you know in true market fashion it's gone the opposite direction we've seen a breakdown in Bitcoin and yeah, I'm not not too concerned to be honest. Bitcoin and yep. Ethereum. I think we were still kind of holding those key levels: 27k roughly US for Bitcoin, 18 sure. 1800 for Ethereum, which no real great concern there. I guess the biggest thing is you know, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of those assets in the top 10 or top 20 have kind of really suffered. Like just looking at a couple XRP is well down, Dogecoin even is well down. Yeah, Litecoin into the halving in a few months is well down. So a lot of these assets, I think, have been rinsed mm. back into probably try and capitalize on, you know, not just Pepe, there's, there's a bloody whole string of meme coins that have been pumping recently. So this recent craze has shown again, like, we are still quite a, you know, juvenile market. Yeah, there is it the is. Word saying, like, <laughs> yeah. The word I am looking for here. <laughs> like, like, we are, you know, we still got a lot of retail investors. People are just, yep. like, really just taking a punt on some of these assets and... Yep. Yeah, I guess it is up to the market to decide. And, and, you know, we we obviously listed a couple of assets like that on on SwiftX. I think we had a little bit of pushback on that. Like, Mm. the way I see it is, you know, people are trying to get access to these trends. They're getting absolutely destroyed on gas fees. And we will touch into that in in a minute. I think people were paying, you know, 50 to 60 US dollars just to make like a hundred buck trade. So like pretty much waste of time. So at least what the centralized exchanges will do is actually bring in an option for those users not to have to, you know, go into DeFi or trade on Uniswap or anything else. So I guess it's a key point point. and yeah, I mean everything else in the markets meant, I don't think we are in for long term downward direction. I think this is more of a reaction to the recent push up that we've seen.
0: Yeah. Bit of a reset. Yeah. yeah, what what I guess what are you what are you seeing yourself in this area? I think it's the same. Like when anyone sees meme coins running like that, two things happen. Like you do wonder how long could this last and what's that mean for where we are and the current market cycle. Like, usually we talk about when your higher caps run, your meme coins then go towards, I guess, the end or the latter stages of like a market run, but not necessarily the case. But I mean, that's obviously what goes through your head. Like, but I think with things like the Litecoin hardening still to come, like, it's hard to think that, yeah, again, like, this is just a bit of a trend reset, a bit of a flush of late, late party comers, I would say. Even something like Pepe, like, it's down quite a bit, but I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if it still kept doing what it's already been doing. It definitely strikes
1: me as like potentially a coin that almost signals to run into the next market yeah like not, that was not to say me. it's all going to be like not saying it's all going to be up but yep. it definitely feels like an asset that will get traction at different times yep. in the next market like similar to what doge did yep. elon tweets about it we get a you know 500 day Like even we yeah, to- because i guess they are lower liquidity i mean yep. i think pepe is still held about a billion dollars or maybe eight hundred million market cap now but it went up as high as one point five mental in a you know in a couple of weeks. So are you expecting some of that perceived Pepe profits to roll back into like Bitcoin and eat as well? Or do you think we're at that stage
0: yet? Um so if you look at Bitcoin dominance, which is what you're talking about. So how much of the market does Bitcoin make up? It's actually a like pretty significant highs previously. So it does two things here. It either breaks through we start increasing in bitcoin dominance which is good like that's good like we want to see that finally happen so then we can see like the market sort of swing to a higher valuation in bitcoin so then when we do have an alt coin cycle it has a bit longer to run whereas right now we're just seeing like very short-lived movements or we start to turn around here and put in like a little bit of maybe like a mini alt season uh into the middle of you know leading up to the halving, like we have seen in previous cycles as well so there's two outcomes there big one in terms of the macro landscape CPI so the next big important update on how inflation is tracking is coming out tomorrow so even on a macro perspective like we're seeing reasons for people to go risk off selling on a a larger trade fly scale I mean don't know how much that impacts something like Pepe but yeah you know it is what it is I guess you put it at the top of the risk curve yeah like it's at the very top of the risk curve it's uh yeah people
1: might not uh previously they might not have sold out or they might not sell out of Bitcoin yep Cause it's not at the top of the risk curve anymore like it mm. was one time but it's yeah. not anymore whereas like pepe is at the <laughs> it's right off the top <laughs> of lead it's actually is there is there something above the
0: risk curve like that's it's it's maybe maybe some other meme coin yeah, um probably. yeah but um like even last night we saw 197 mil usd of just longs liquidated so that just goes to show people trying to you know catch a trend thinking it's going to keep going got absolutely slaughtered so, yeah, for me, I'll just be waiting for that news event to see where things are going next. Like, I'm still in, in the same boat. Like I don't, number one, see us going and making new all-time lows anytime soon just because there's so much support on the way down. But even now, like, the you know, we're just tickling the low of last week as we're writing this. So, I mean, by the time the podcast releases, we've seen the CPI print. We would have seen if we continued to sell off or if we bounce. So, we'll see. But it's an interesting one. All seems good. All seems healthy.
1: Yeah, again, I mean, we have to remember where we've come from since say mid-December yep. last year, right? So it's been pretty much up and to the right all this year so far. I think it was a March, we kind of had an even month, but in mm. January, February, we're, we're up healthy percentages. April, up healthy percentages again. Yep, And like Clearly. May now, we're pretty much bouncing around, but we're still on track to kind of put in
0: a positive month oh, exactly so exactly
1: yeah i mean you know we can't expect every month to be positive even leading up to a, you know having next year so
0: yeah still a bit of pain to come but in different ways yep. different yeah different ways that's right that's right
1: so i mean you know we talk a lot about using trends as opportunities to potentially acquire more of the assets like the likes of pepe just an example mm. you know you get some profit from pepe you actually trade that back into an asset that you have long term conviction over Maybe you have long term provision over Pepe and that's totally fine. But, you know, I guess part of my strategy and we we talk about this all the time, is to use those type of trends to actually gain more of Bitcoin or whatever. Yep. So like get yep. gain more of the assets that you want to hold in your portfolio long
0: long term. Yep. So, so is that what you did? Did you sell some Pepe for some Bitcoin? Yeah, yep. pretty
1: much, yeah, like pretty much back in back into Bitcoin and been kind of dollar cost average, yep. like in and out of both. Yep. Yep. I still think there's a bit more to go in that direction. Like who knows? But mm. yeah. Like, I, I'm definitely not ending up with zero Pepe. No. Me, basically. So I'll be definitely keeping a little bit just in case. But yeah, I guess it's, for me, it's like Bitcoin long accumulation yep. Yep. for the next 10 years. It's like, you know, it's not a, that's that's a strategy that's easy to follow. <laughs> that, yeah. That, yeah. But I guess, you know, you're not going to see, the flip side of that is, we're not going to see Bitcoin do 500%, right? No. Oh. 500% in the last two weeks. Yeah. So like, Mental. using these types of trends as, like I said, trading tools mm. to actually get more of the assets that you have done your DD on and you've got proper, I guess, conviction over long
0: terms. So. Yeah. It's been funny too to watch. I mean, I haven't been paying that much attention to crypto Twitter of recent time, but the amount of people getting furious that Pepe was moving almost yeah. gives it reason that it's going to keep going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the ETH community and the guess Bitcoin maxis, these guys are not, you know,
0: they're never in support of any meme coin movement or any other coins outside of Bitcoin and E to be honest. So It's pretty fitting too because I know like we talked about it previous podcasts too, but like a bear market turns anyone into like a Bitcoin maxi or at this stage yeah. you could probably say an ETH maxi, right? So now that, That's, yeah. now that we're potentially seeing that unwind and the bottom being in and, you know, moving into the next hardening of the next cycle and starting to see something that sort of triggers people's memories of 2021, 2022, That's it's right. pro- probably a bit hard to swallow. Yeah. Um, but like I can speak to exactly what you were saying previously about like you want to have some Pepe. Yeah, Like, I have the definitely like the same approach. Like, I'll sold some into ETH, but like, my goal is still to hold some. I vividly remember buying Doge 2021, doubling it and selling it, thinking I was a sensible person. Yeah. yeah. And that was like before that 800% day that then kicked off. Oh, I was Friday. Kicked myself ever since. So, I'm not making that mistake again.
1: Yeah. And I mean, listen, th- these are outliers. So I guess for anyone oh, listening, absolutely. these are lo- outliers. The majority of these assets go to zero after they've had that initial pump. Mm. So, that could very well happen. Yeah, and it's, it's all about you. Learn risk, right? Your own risk. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's
0: still like less than one percent of what I'm putting in. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. We talked about we talked about strategies with um yep. with like with Ben from Collective Shift yep. a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about like the trading tools and you know using these assets like I said to get in to more. Mm-hmm. But like a rule of thumb for me is get my initial out yes as, as quickly as possible yeah and then let the rest ride or our initial plus. In Pepe's case, initial plus two hundred percent, and you know, let the rest ride, and kind of just use your own, yep. you know, follow the market, but you're not trading on your essentially your own initial principle, yeah, because you know it's a big one. People, yeah, most of me, retail people won't really follow that rule, like because you get caught up in the hype and everything else. So mm. it's about just. Checking yourself and being aware of, of your own risk. Get an, uh, get an accountability, buddy.
0: Someone that makes you have to sell it down. That's that's me for you. Yeah. And you for me a little bit. A little bit. But yeah, you, you already do it anyway. Yeah. But yeah, if you don't have that, just tell your mum you've got crypto. She'll tell you to sell it every day. Pretty
1: much. Yeah. Pretty much. Matt, what have we got in the top movers? I mean, we...
0: <laughs> Not too much other than Pepe the Pepe. Pepe. Uh, we've got UMA. It's a bit of a DeFi one there. Rad's been uh, appearing again. NFT platform. Just getting a bit of traction there. So that's up again 20% this week as it was last week. Um, RIF, so RSK the structure. Again, like a inter-chain asset. So that's up 20% again. And Tomo chain as well. So we're seeing like three or four of them just reappearing again. Yeah. Nothing crazy in terms of gains, except for Pepe. But yeah, we're still seeing... You know even assets this week up 20 percent again which is just great to see something that we, will, we haven't been seeing for quite some time so it's good
1: yeah i've noticed pax g pax gold like there's a bit of a narrative at the moment around oh go on gold as a yep. gold again as a the commodity kind of, run but yeah the commodity run again gold as yeah. the, the hedge against you know everything else that's happening in the world so yeah i think it's i don't want to say it's back at all-time highs but it's at yearly it's up there yearly highs yeah. again so mm. That narrative continues, I guess, and it's more of a stable one. I think it's only what one point five percent for the week on gold is actually a pretty big. Pitch, right, to right? be cheering for gold. So yeah, Peter Schiff. Yeah, he was. See anyone on Twitter recently? He's been quiet, hasn't he? Yeah, might be. You reckon he's on the Pepe train? Yeah, oh, I think so. <laughs> I think he's definitely on it. <laughs> not that he, not that he tell you about it. on a Pepe Bender. And the other one, just in the top movers, was stacks. I think I mentioned. Oh yeah, because Arden's version of the NFTs. Yep so yeah there's there's probably another story our stacks are kind of you know within that ecosystem yeah we're going to chat on some issues around Bitcoin scaling and network issues as well in in a couple minutes yeah it's been crazy looking at that Pepe chart that you posted Pav, 500% in
0: 14 days is pretty intense yep it was like a couple of like tweets that i did see from some massive like hedge fund managers just saying an asset i don't know it's just beat their lifetimes yeah. put out <laughs> i've done their performance i did see that to rethink my life or something yeah
1: yeah it's like yeah, yeah they've done like 30 years in the markets <laughs> and and the thing is as <laughs> i in, in two weeks which is yeah it's crazy i mean it's yeah you, know, you also have multi-million dollars in it it's not career sustainable no right? yeah it is it's always funny when you see these things come out in in media Mate, we got a couple of off the coffers a couple of talking points here. Argentina banning payment apps from offering Bitcoin to customers. How could they? It's upsetting. How could they? Very upsetting. I mean, you know, not Argentina are kind of a, probably a very bad example of what you should do with any currency or any economy, right? But uh, essentially, just the quick story is the central bank said on Thursday that payment platforms cannot offer crypto trading services. To their customers to, I'm putting my fingers up here, mitigate risk. Yeah, yeah okay. I guess here with crypto. It's yep. too risky for people to save themselves. Yep. I did see somebody on Twitter that says Argentina removes lifeboats from sinking ship. Yeah. That's it's good. <laughs> a little bit heavy, maybe. Yeah. But I mean it's yeah, I guess the point is Bitcoin at times for these types of countries with hyperinflation is seen as the kind of the go to or a potential store of value for people or just an option for mm-hmm. people to kind of try and protect their wealth as the money in their bank account goes to bloody you know, zero essentially. Yep, sure. Like the value of the money in their bank account. It happened in Venezuela. Yeah, it's kind of happening. Similar things are happening, not
0: as extreme, but in Argentina, economy is destroyed there. So, because it's crap too. Like they haven't got property to lean on, whereas like you could say in Australia, we're like lucky to have sure property that goes up every year. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until it doesn't. Until it doesn't. Which is, you know, people have been talking about that pat- yeah. bubble bursting for thirty years as well. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it's I guess it's it's just a quick story I wanted to touch on it. It's obviously not ideal for people in Argentina. But this is, you know, a central bank mm. decision mm. to, you know, like I said, mitigate risk or protect users. So protect their people. So that was a pretty interesting one. We had one on Stripe Met.
0: Yeah, we've introduced a fiat to crypto on-ramp, so it's pretty cool. It basically just removes that problem of how to get started. A lot of people sort of have that sort of consensus that, yes, they might want to start, but how do I start? So Stripe, one of the biggest, if not the biggest. Biggest. Pampo processing. Yeah. Companies. Global. And- Every uh, currency. Irish founders. Yeah, the, oh, they, I'm claiming that one. I mean, we can have it. Done. <laughs> Thanks. Uh <laughs> But uh, it just yeah, addresses a common problem across the Web3 DeFi sort of space. So I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah the big, biggest one for me across Web3 and DeFi, everyone always says, yep. oh, you shouldn't be trading on centralized exchanges. You hold your own private keys and you trade on a decentralized exchange. Mm-hmm. Cool, no worries. How do I get my money in to the decentralized exchange? Yep. So this, is, fixing this is essentially fixing that problem, yep. allowing yep. people to kind of easily get it in. I mean, the option for people beforehand or still the option for people is to use it like the swift X, get some money in if they do want to trade on decentralized exchanges yep again like mm-hmm. talking about the problems with decentralized exchanges like you mentioned earlier trust is a big one Yep. gas fees now mm-hmm. is, is a big big thing like if you're not trading on arbitrum if you're not trading on some of these you know you're Unis- trading Unis- on is, uniswap yeah. now like you're getting destroyed on yeah. gas fees for meat yeah. Probably another reason why the Ethereum maxis are not happy with mm. the uh the current meme coin craze. But but again, it's this part, it fixes some of the problems of DeFi, but definitely not all of them. It is a key one. Like, I mean, I got some of the community DeFi events and it, I kind of raise the same question every single time. But yeah, I think it's really promising to see Stripe company as big as Stripe lean into the crypto ecosystem. They obviously see long term value in providing services in that
0: area. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think so. Have you played much with the Uniswap app on iPhone recently? Not on iPhone. Yeah, pretty good experience. Like, yeah. I think it's like, it, it kind of sets the tone of what you could create on multiple different wallet providers. It's just Apple Pay, essentially, with yeah, right. the web wallet. So it's just so seamless. Pretty cool. Big Ba-dum. fees on it or? Duh, I didn't, I didn't, really didn't look standard. into it. Something like that. It's They're standard on those things. You probably would get yeah you probably would but just the user experience is yeah. nothing you would have ever guessed i know i'm assuming kyc AML, all that stuff still has to be done through it does it through apple pay so oh, it's into like, apple yes yeah, yeah, so apple pay does all the processing so it's like stripe stripe is like potentially the backbone of yeah whatever else could come yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty cool yeah. but mate a bit happening with bitcoin network congestion as you've been saying
1: yeah just i think there was 500k of unconfirmed transactions waiting to be completed so a big big bottleneck big congestion. Yep. Transaction fees have gotten kind of an average of 1 $1.20 to to $20 per transaction and I've seen them go as high as like 3540. Yeah. In the last couple of days even just that's US dollars, right? Yeah, US dollars. So I was like 15 1500% increase in your gnif network fees for Bitcoin which is
0: That'll get you.
1: Yeah, I mean it's again it's it's another scaling issue. We often talk about Ethereum. Bitcoin obviously has this same issue. We mm-hmm. do have Bitcoin Lightning, which is the layer two, essentially the payment dApp for, mm. for Bitcoin, if you want to call it that. Yep. So, yeah, I think even Binance recently came out, I think just in the last couple of days, and said that they were going to look to lean into Bitcoin Lightning payments as part of the exchange. So, yeah. That's promising. I mean, at least there's a bit of light on the end of the tunnel in terms of like there is a solution. Yeah, So that's what we want. Yeah, find. it's an interesting one. I think we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, I'd, I would absolutely love to for us to bring Lightning payments into SwiftX. Oh, that would be it'd unreal. To be be pretty cool as well. I'm
0: sure our users would be keen for that. So yes, Absolutely. But what else we got? Mate, I just wanted to, I guess sort of, finish up on a bit of an update on Ethereum. I know we've been covering it through the Chappella upgrade. We've been covering it since the 2.0, move from proof of work to proof of stake. Sometimes it's just good to step back and see what's, you know, what, what's the lay of the land look like. Okay. So, I mean this is just in the last 30 days, but there's a, a really good website you can go or follow yourselves called Ultrasound Money if you're interested for those punters at home. But the overall supply of ETH has decreased by about 1.1%. So that's 113,000 ETH gone. Where's it gone? Uh, that's, Gary's got it. Gary? Gary. I do you I Gary? You Gary. Will he keep on top of him? No, but um, yeah, essentially... started burned. Burned, pretty much, yeah. it's it, it, it basically is a part of its new mechanism that it can become a deflationary asset. So, you know, we talk about Bitcoin being the measure of deflation, yep. not being a measure opposed to inflation, sorry. ETH's kind of following that same sort of suit. So, you know, ETH is technically at this stage a deflationary asset, unlike Bitcoin. It is based upon the network activity, transactions. So it is like a self-regulating economy in some ways where it will go deflationary, then inflationary, just depending on the supply and demand. But yeah, that's huge. I mean, a lot of people look at, you know, valuing ETH. Well, it's a bit hard to, you know, when the, the playing conditions are so different. Like we never had a situation where this much ETH has been... Removed, like it's mental. So, I mean, it seems like a, a, a huge number. It's big. Like, it's big. That's only the last 30 days, still. 1% in 30
1: days is, you know, yep. it's huge. I always think about fiat currencies. Mm. We talk about inflationary, deflationary assets. Mm. Like, fiat currencies only go one way yep. inflation until they die, right? They have a period of 20, 30 to 60, 70 kind of years, and then they die, usually. That's the kind of trajectory of fiat currencies. So, Yeah, I guess it's promising to see, even if it does switch from deflationary to inflationary at certain periods of its time, like you said, when demand is high or less, at least it's better than having a one-directional yep. asset, a one-directional inflation-only type asset. So, yeah, interesting,
0: very interesting. It is interesting. But, yeah, otherwise, like, I think we've been still tracking the unlocks from the e-staking. They've still been maintaining their levels on their yeah. nodes. Like There's still exits, but there's entrance at the same time.
1: Yeah, I think overall yeah. there's actually been more e-staked since the upgrade so like you gotta you gotta remember a lot of institutions were waiting to stake their
0: ETH. So they didn't have to lock it so up. They either.
1: didn't have to lock it up. They weren't happy to take on that kind of smart contract risk. Yep. With ETH initially for a, you know undetermined amount of time. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. Personally, I think this is just going to continue to grow and grow. over yeah. the Next years.
0: Yeah. Well, the proof is in the pudding. Like uh, Lido staked ETH, so S-T-ETH. So that's their derivative of ETH that's you know uh, I guess redeemable yep. for ETH. Yep. Like that's currently sitting at number eight according to Queen Gecko on Tesla Market Cap. Yeah, Market Cap. So you've got ETH appearing twice in the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. But I think that's it for today. I think it's a wrap. We've been short and sharp. Each... Have been. I think the next one could be a bit more fireworks. Yeah. I mean, I guess we did see a bit of a sell-off, but, you know, I think we'll have a bit more of an idea of what's happening next. Yeah, well, we, have some, we
1: have some data coming out today and tomorrow yep. by the time the episode is released. So we will be back again next week and, and touch on it for the team. Go Lions. See you guys. Cheers.
0: Thank you so much
1: for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon.